Thank you for joining us for part two of the Baller Lifestyle podcast, Draft Stravaganza. We join round seven, already in progress. Staying in the genre of television, and we're not getting into Pacific Rim again, or Cars and Dragons... (laughs) But in, in the, the area of television, we're talking about the greatest TV drama of all time, The Wire. You get to choose one character from The Wire, and he gets to be your actual real friend in real life. Travis, the choice is yours. Which Wire character is your best friend? Well, it is, like you said, I agree with you. It's, I think it's one of the greatest television shows of all time. And there's a number of different people. You know, obviously there's all the... The main guys, there's Stringer Bell, there's Omar, yeah. yes. there, there, there's there's all the there, there's McNulty, there's Avon Barksdale, there's what? all the great guys. That the you Greek can season the two, Greek. Mm-hmm. The Greek was really good. There was Ziggy. I, I didn't. I, I thought about yeah. Ziggy because yes. you know Ziggy was stupid, so he'd always look smart by comparison. And Ziggy was a little bit of a hothead. He'd find himself into some stuff. One of the guys that I really uh, there there were two guys. Prop Joe seemed like a guy that I'd get along with, but I just I, Prop Joe and I he don't was know fat. Why. You guys could get burritos, fat. little yeah. fat, but yeah. so I didn't. I, but that that was the only connection yeah. I had with. What fat about Joe. cheese? So, so cheese is not yeah. bad. Che- yeah. well, cheese is cheese got it in the ear at the yeah. end. I don't like yeah. that. So, but one of the guys I really thought that. See, part of the relationship is is not only do you like that person, but that person's going to have to like you. You're going to be able to have to yeah. connect with that person. So one of the people that I got close to ultimately decided not to pick, but was Mayor Carcetti. Because I feel like Mayor Carcetti... Tommy Carcetti. I think Mayor Carcetti and I would have wow. been pretty good friends. Like, yeah. We would have been able to share some stuff. Yeah. Otherwise known as Littlefinger. Yeah. Also, some yeah, of us, yeah. Game of Thrones Game guys. of Thrones, yeah. Ultimately, I ended up with Jay Lansman. Wow, he's middle management. Signing with middle management. So here's where we go. Wow, he he know where to get the best food. Oh yeah, he's always eating a sandwich. Right, right. I kind of into that. Yeah. So Jay and I would connect on that level. He's in the in the story arc of the wire. Turns out Jay Lansman's one of the good guys. He is. Like he's actually trying to do right by yeah. most people most of the time. Yeah, I, he's he's a he's a, a company sort of, man. He's a company Which man. Which you get. Yeah. I totally Yeah. Do. So he's kind of doing that entire thing. And so you get into the whole thing plus the crabs in Maryland. He know where to get the crabs. Oh, oh for and sure. I, yeah. I'm kind of into that thing and the ultimate decisive factor in this whole thing was I think next to me, Jay Lance, I'd look good next to Jay Lance. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you're going to go out, yes. you're gonna go, we're going to go out to the waterfront. We're going to go to the Orioles game. Great Me, me and Jay Landsman together, I'm co- like, hey, you know, that one guy's super gross. Yeah. The guy next to him is not so bad. He looks good, yes. I'm, I'm going Jay Landsman. That is an excellent, excellent point. Ed, you are a guy, you went to Maryland, the University of Maryland. You've spent time around Baltimore. You unabashedly root for the Redskins of all teams, the Washington Capitals, the Orioles. You're a fucking Maryland honk if there ever was one. Even though you're from Jersey, Ed, you have to know the wire inside and out because it's your town. Tell me, who do you like? Who's your guy from the wire to be your best friend? All right, part of it, part of my decision is I want to go with Donut, the guy who just kept Stealing cars when he was like eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ghost riding the whip. Yeah, but I would say my buddy is 
I'm going to take Butchie. Oh, guy. <laughs> the blind guy. Oh, Butchie. Because there's something special he, about a blind guy. He owns a bar. Who, who could bankroll like full on robberies. <laughs> and could like, could come up with good solutions and be good counsel. Like, good consigliere. Essentially, he was, he was the West Baltimore Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna that's say so Butchie. Like, yeah, I'm the I'm the the gay guy who hangs out with the uh, with the uh, guy who just provides counsel for random people and stick ups. Like, I'll, I'll take that. Wait, I'll take Butchie that. Was gay? I, no, 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 no. No, but Omar was Omar. his guy. Omar was gay. I got. You. Uh, that's one of the things that I decided that Omar might be an interesting pick for the simple reason that Omar Omar's funny. Omar's really But sweet. so many people around Omar, like, tended to get murdered. Yeah, that's why he's a bad pick. Just hold up a second. It's right, my all pick. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right, all right Obviously, all right. I, having the third pick in this round, I did not think this person would fall to me. Yeah. I was originally going to select Weebay. Ooh. Weebay is Weebay. A, Weebay's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he is. All he cares about is his fish. He knocked up that fat woman and had that kid. He went to jail. Didn't care. All he wanted was a sandwich and a cheeseburger before he went and did his bid. He was mm. running the jail. Weebay is a bad, bad motherfucker. But he the, liked his fish, too. He liked his fish. He was all about his fish. He had to show you how to take care of his, his aquariums. But the, the chalk of this round, the guy who yeah. should not still be sitting here... Is Omar? I I have to I have to surrender my favorite Weebay to select Omar. Omar was a fucking shotgun stick up guy. He he stole everybody's yeah. drugs. High risk. He was a gay man. He ran the fucking city without even trying. He was a lone wolf. He retired to the fucking Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico. And he, he got, got shot he to got, death in the liquor store. He had to come back. He got he, fucking. He, Cranked by Canard. Right. Yes, that was that was unfortunate. But the point is, Omar, he had a scar on his face. He's the baddest motherfucker in town. There is not any question that Omar is the guy you take to be your best friend from the fucking television show, The Wire. I take Omar. You're going to get shot to death. He's, he's a great pick. But here's the thing. Omar, a lot of trouble follows him. I'd like to keep it safe. Tons of trouble. Yeah. He's got Tons. a fucking shotgun to handle that trouble. And a trench coat. He's and got a, a shotgun do-rag. to handle himself. And he, go, and he goes, give me a pack of new pope. He likes they, He smokes. They, menthol. He likes to smoke menthol. Dude, I, it's amazing that he fell to three. And of course it is. It's insane. I can't believe that he should so, be the first pick. so lucky because... He took Jay Landsman. He, he was a modern day Jay Baltimore Landsman. Robin Hood. Of course. And he took from the rich drug dealers. He gave to the poor. Supported Butchie. He was homosexual. He had a tender side. It, he mean, loved the Latinos. Like me. What a steal at number three. Why, I guess the question is, why it's would great, he fall? but I got Butchie. I got Butchie. The guy who's counseling Omar and his... No, no, no. Nice try. Latin Butchie's love. nothing without Omar. Omar could find another Butchie. Omar is the fucking star. He's yeah. the main guy. He's everybody's favorite. You've got to take so Omar. Jay Landsman would know where to go to get a good sandwich. <laughs> That's for sure. Jay That's Landsman. Right. What happened? <laughs> the wheels have come <laughs> off. They have officially come That's off. <laughs> Jay Landsman is getting a fan's 
we we've we've reached a, a crux. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a little insane that Jay Landsman would go in. That's like the Ronaldo Balkman of this draft. I have to. If you yeah. said the first fifty picks of the wire, Jay Landsman, I thought would and, never and, come. Agreed. I don't agreed. Know if you understand how important. Him knowing where to go to get something to eat is in my world. I never, I never knew I would run into a fan of middle management. I'm a fan of of keeping it safe, and I'm a fan of knowing where to go to get something to eat. Yeah, there's in your job. There's a few just excellent picks on the board left, and we'll have to go oh, to shit. Jason Stewart. He has really his with right, with Jay. Butchie and Jay Landsman going with the first two picks. Omar falling to number three. Yeah. This is insane. Wow. Jason Stewart has literally his pick of a million characters on the yeah. wire to select. Let's see who he goes with. Jason Stewart, who is your wire character to be friends with in real life? I, I wasn't expecting this to literally have my pick of characters. Um, Omar, obviously, everyone's first pick. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to toss up a coin here, 50-50. Um, and allow me to lay out the characteristics of both, and maybe the listeners to choose for me. Stringer Bell, you know, you will never go wrong financially. Anything you need financially is going advice. to Juco. Yeah, you're, you go to Stringer. He's cool under pressure, and he's freaking gorgeous. So if you go to bars with Stringer Bell, you're going to get some top-notch spill out. You know, whatever he doesn't want, you're going to get. Poon potential. Also, Stringer Bell, he doesn't just go around and slay it. So he he can attract yes. the poon, and even the top level babes, he's gonna he's gonna turn her away, and that she can be yeah. yours. To he's have. sifting through it. Yeah, sifting. that's mine. Yeah. And I think that's a that's an upside. And maybe I'll I'll pick him ultimately. But Kima Greggs. That guy excellent, is, excellent pick. I, I was hoping somebody yeah. would take Kima Grace. Pay attention to this next segment, yeah. this next yeah. sentence. Yeah. That guy is loyal. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> also, uh, also a guy that can pull tail. Oh. Like, he, he's a good wingman. Like Stringer Bell King. Forgive yeah. me, and I'm, you guys are going to make fun of me. The redheaded girl that was with McNulty and ultimately with uh, the chief of police. What was her name? Uh, I don't know, oh, but I like her. I, I yeah, like the her. DA. You're the talking DA. about the, the state's attorney. The redhead. It's not the theme I've right. realized. Yeah. The redhead. I like her. Deirdre. Like girls she's, called, she's called Deirdre. Deirdre. Yeah. I like Deirdre more yeah. than Kima. Yeah, I like her too. So I'll what, I'll, the, what I'll say about Kima, though, is she is a little too highbrow for my taste. Yeah. Not ghetto enough. No. She 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 went full on like highbrow when we just wanted to cheer for cops and robbers, just like the newspaper man for the wire. That was the worst part of it. Oh, he sucks. Mm-hmm. So so my pick, I guess officially, if I have to make a pick, would be Stringer Bell. But of course, Kima Greggs, that guy, he was he was the ultimate partner and maybe the best friend. So I'm very conflicted. So, anyways, nobody, I'm glad that both of them. Nobody went with Chris. I'm telling you, Chris Partlow's a right. bad motherfucker too. Yeah. Snoop, it's that, super it's scary. People are taking super Jay Landsman scary. and Butchie. <laughs> so McNulty, McNulty's <laughs> right yeah. out there. He like Jameson because it's it's Catholic whiskey. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't yeah. drink Protestant whiskey. He doesn't right. drink Bushmills. Right. Unbelievable! Wow, just Upset. really a lot of surprises in round number six. 
And we're we're running out of time here. I think this thing's going to go eight rounds. What? Two rounds left to go. Round seven. This is an interesting one. A lot of fictional athletes out there. And I'm not going to I'm not going to tip you guys off. I'm not going to tell you who to think of, but there's a lot of movies starring about sports. I need to know you have the opportunity to be in one of those movies and your only job is to explode the Achilles tendon of the main character. Which fictional athlete would you like to personally sever the Achilles tendon of? We get to draft this. Ed, you get to go first. Round seven. Tell us, whose tendon are you taking out? I got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, always. But I'm going I'm going Dottie Henson, Gina Davis in League of Her Own. Great pick. Great pick. What we know about her is she quit on her team. She just, like, walked away, and then when she was in the big World Series or whatever the fuck it was called, (laughs) she dropped the the play at the plate so her sister could slide in. Yeah. Terrible. She also also rolled with that that guy, Lori Petty, who (laughs) was not – he was very masculine. I don't know how he was able to play in that league where he wore skirts. Adam Zappel. Definitely. Her husband was the guy from Independence Day who was the president. Bill Pullman? Pullman? Yes. Really? Also, these two guys that I'm sitting with, they used to know a guy who thought Gina Davis was the most beautiful woman in the world. Gina Davis is really good looking. She's not the most beautiful woman. If you're into chicks that look like birds. Uh, Yeah. Pretty big. No, no, no. I'm not sure what just happened. Ed, I need to go off the... Taking a side here, I need to ask a question. Go behind the wall, and I need to I need to ask you something straight up. Are you drinking? Um, I I have earlier in the day. I haven't in a while. Okay, good, good, good news. Important because right, I had some bloodies early. Right, some bloodies. I like bloodies. <laughs> I went I went two bloodies. I've I've been hanging hanging out in a very neutral. Situation. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we can tell. Um, here at, at Dachler headquarters, there are beers being consumed. It's really it's a frenzied environment here at the draft. <laughs> the the selection is to me round seven, and again, I feel like this is the chalk. How has this not happened? How was this not selected? I, I know what you're picking before you say it. Of course, I take Scott Howard, Teen Wolf. Ooh, wow, I, I, wow. I got it wrong. The guy fucking dribbled with his head down. He was he's not an athlete. Five foot five. <laughs> he's not even five foot five. He's much more like five three. Five two. He, five two. <laughs> We're he, going down. He shoots a jumper from the free throw line. He well, that's a long way. It's fifteen he, feet. He, for some reason, Mick McAllister is allowed to stand directly under the basket while he shoots free throws. Never explained. Chubbs having a sandwich. <laughs> The coach, there's all sorts of things going on, but let's be honest, Teen Wolf was a bit of a douche. He let things go to his head, and I would just wait till a, a very particular moment, and I would explode his Achilles tendon as he was going up for a dunk, and end the Teen Wolf threat for everyone. I select Scott Howard, Teen Wolf. Good pick. 
hard to it's a hard to argue with that one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a solid pick. Uh, well, go ahead and argue with it, Jason, because the selection is yours. Oh Whose Achilles tendon are you choosing to explode? Wow, I can't believe again. It seems like I'm getting value at every fucking turn. You here. are. Um, <laughs> so, you, you got Stringer Bell with the fourth pick. Yeah. So no the guy. The guy that I'm gonna hamstring or affect his hamstring yeah. is uh, let's. I mean, this will this will invoke a lot of reactions. The listeners are all gonna react at once. Roger Dorn. Oh, it's a really good pick. Wow. Guy so, could, uh, guy on my he was on my list. He couldn't yeah. feel the grounder. That's he's why. A, he's That's a why professional third baseman. The hot corner. He's, yeah. he's at the end of his career, and he still does not know how to feel the ground ball. So, of course, the, the two quotes that are associated with Roger Dorn that are of infamy with us sports slash movie fans are, what do you want me to do, die for it? And <laughs> right. also, lean into it, Dorn. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah. another one Take from Major one. League Two. Yeah. Um, Roger Dorn had possibly, and let's 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 out this guy Benson. What's his first name? Corbin. Robert. Corbin Burnson. Robert. Yeah. 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 Well, no. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing because he said Benson. Robert Guillaume was, was Benson. So I'm talking about the one, the Benson that's. Corbin Benson. Corbin Burnson. Burnson. Yeah, Burnson. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe the most unathletic. Benson. Maybe the most unathletic Robert athlete Yo. that's ever been on film. And there's a long list of people. Uh, that's not right, but go ahead. So, no. <laughs> we are to believe that Roger Dorn is a lifetime 300 hitter uh, with that fucking little hack as a little wrist swing of his. Also, we, he's little. He yeah. is, he, he's Michael J, or he's team Scott Howard size. Super little. Yeah. Super little. So, Roger Dorn, I, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, first of all, I can't believe you're a lifetime 300 hitter. I can't believe that, you know, your wife no. saw you as some whore, so she's got to sleep with the wild thing. Yeah. Um, so, Roger That's Dorn, true. you're my pick for, right. at number three. Excellent pick. I, pick. I don't think pick. anybody takes a question. Rob, Roger Dorn's Achilles should explode <laughs> any minute. He's awful. He's the worst. He can't feel the grounder, yet he's on his 12th year in the bigs, which is crazy. <laughs> Nobody's believing that. <laughs> Travis, the, the floor is yours. A lot of good picks out there. I wonder who you're going to take. Let's find out. Whose Achilles tendon will you explode? Well, I, I, I'll be honest. Jason taking Roger Dorn is a little bit of a surprise to me because Roger Dorn was on my big board. Uh-oh. Oh, of course. Roger, of course he was. Roger Dorn was on my How big board. But, I, you know, as an experienced drafter, I knew that I had to have options. Yeah, I, so I feel like Rod, he was your guy. Roger Dorn was on the list, but he wasn't the guy. There were also other people on my list like, Sidney Dean from White Man Can't Jump. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. mostly, I, I'm really not that interested in slicing his Achilles tendon, much more so Rosie O'Donnell's. Yes. Right. Or not, not Rosie O'Donnell's. Rosie, Rosie, Rosie Perez. 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 Yes. I didn't like her. There's there nothing about her dealing, especially that scene where they're in the motel and she's got that tank top and everything's out there. And oh, I, don't, I like I, that. Oh, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. like that. I, you get a lot of side <laughs> boob in there. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like mm, that. There's a lot of things. Natural. That, it's a natural. 
I don't like that yeah. for a variety of reasons, yeah. but I don't, I really don't like that. And I was hoping that if I got to slice Sidney Dean, then maybe give me a bonus one so I could slice Rosie Perez too. So I didn't. That Interesting. Didn't, so yeah. I, I opted not to take there. I think about taking Nuclear Luge. Sidney Dean, also terrible basketball Plus, player. Plus, Sidney so like, Dean not, was wearing a bicycle right. hat backwards while he's playing yes. hoop. Not yes. okay. Right. And he's yeah. wearing one of those very curious low slung tank tops. Also, did he not, did he, 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 he rock bicycle shorts? I feel, yeah. Ed, I feel like I'm stealing this from you. He, rock bicycle shorts to play yeah. basketball. Yeah, he showed up on the set thinking he was auditioning for Breaking Away 2 <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. It was a very, very unfortunate look. I didn't like him. Very odd. The other guy that I considered taking was Nicola Lelouch from Bull Durham because if you he cut his Achilles throw. tendon, he would have improved his mechanics. Yeah, that's because true. Because he is the single worst athlete actor in the history of athlete yes. actors. The, the reason Kevin Costner gets cast in every sports He's movie, good. he, looks he good can swing baseball. a bat, he yeah. can swing a golf club, he can do all of these things. And, and Tim Robbins, while he was with Susan Sarandon, huge fan. Oh, she's a yeah. hundred. She was a hundred there. Her prime, though. No. She, she was 200 in right. the 80s. Right. Huge fan. Huge I fan. I mean, I guess. Huge. I'm with you in her prime. Yeah, she with, had a prime? I'm with her in I her prime. I feel like that was in the Paleozoic. I'm, I'm with her today. <laughs> Huge fan of, of Susan Sarandon. But Nuke Lelouch's mechanics yeah. would improve. So I keep coming he, back he, to this. He, he's an air quotes actor. Here's the thing. This is where this is my choice. And my choice is a guy that no matter what was going on in his world, no matter how much fun was trying to be had around him, there was parties, there was hot tubs, there was oingo boingo, there's a million things going on. Jason Mellon needed uh, to have his Achilles slash because uh, Thornton Mellon was trying to show him such a good time. Jason Mellon is so like on the on the periphery of athlete. He was a diver. On. He was yeah. a diver. He was the he's pit. number one. We, we should get back to it because he's number one of my least favorite athletes. <laughs> right. Thank he's, the pa- he's the paciest athlete. Go on. Tell so, me no, about but, Jason but see, here's the Thornton Mellon is getting Kurt Vonnegut to write his papers. He's right. buying the books. He's throwing parties. He's got, everything, he's got poly running everything shit. Everything yep. is happening for him. And yet his son, Jason. Yeah, Luke, he's, he's 41 and he's a freshman in college. And he's a huge wet blanket. Yeah. And he's wearing a Speedo. He's pasty. Huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge he's mistake. rolling with RDJ. And, and I still kind of think, even as Jason Mellon's climbing the ladder to get ready to go do yes. the dive, I'm still thinking of Christine where he was killing people. Yeah. Right. I knew right. That. Super creepy. <laughs> right. Very creepy. Right. I didn't like, so I'm, I'm going to choose Jason. No, nobody has any quarrel with you. Off the board, though. But, I, I don't think anyone had that on the No, on it's, the it's, it's definitely a sleeper pick, but that, once you hear it, everyone definitely agrees. Jason Mellon, explode that guy's Achilles. Okay, we're up to round eight. Is this the last one? Well, here's the thing. We're into... This is going to be a two-part episode. I think it's, it's got extra long. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do the full thing and then you can clean it up in post? That, <laughs> that's an industry jargon term for... Here's what we do. I say we go, we take this thing 10 rounds. Yeah. Because that'll, that'll put it about two hours. Everyone's asked for this to be an extended dance mix you version. You literally have your shirt off. I'm not wearing my shirt right now. I'm the only one shirtless. I got no shirt. Oh, well, you're in a bathroom. That doesn't count. Ed's in Hoboken, shirtless. I am shirt. It's hot. I've had to. I've had it to close up the window because there's a lot of ambient noise in the in the deck. Do you not so have AC in this place? There's no. I'm, we're at the beach, Trav. There's no AC at the beach. Hmm. We're at the beach. We can open the windows and have a nice breeze. But since we're at the beach. 
We have the windows closed. We're trying to keep things quiet in here. We're trying to make this like a proper studio. For it's those a little listening, warm. for those listening though, Tell I mean, me. the dashboard pad. I know yeah. a lot of you want to experience this. Yeah. Um, high vaulting ceilings and hardwood Vaulted. floors. This is Booters. some prime real estate in South Orange County. I I have to give Beckner some credit here. This is. This is a great dashboard pad. Speaking from a dashboard myself, yeah. world headquarters. Yeah, this is the da- the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters, the Dashler pad. This is where, you know, a lot – not often that I'm alone here. You know, I have, have a partner that shares this place with me. She's away. She's often on the show. She's missed. <laughs> Talking about you, Kate. Fancy. Fancy. Talking about you. Okay, let's get to round eight. Round eight. It's a tough one. This is this is requires some thought. I'm pretty happy to have the first pick in this round because it's not an easy one, and I feel like everybody wants this guy. This one this one assumes you are incarcerated in a prison and a riot breaks out in the yard. Your only choice for survival is with the assistance of a character from a seventies or eighties sitcom. You can get out, but you got to hit your wagon to this guy or girl. Who are you taking? I have the first selection in this round. And, of course, I'm taking the Fonz. Oh, good pick. Of course. He's the chalk. That hurts. He's cool. He's already running the prison, so you have ways out. He's in with the guards. He's also in with the cons. Also... He's like 5'3". So <laughs> he can easily get inside one of those rolling laundry baskets that you always use to escape. Plus, he wins He wins the showdown versus the big ragu. Right? For sure. Like, well, the ragu would dance him to death. Plus, plus <laughs> as, that guy was as, yeah, I don't like him. As soon as you get out, you're in federal prison. You're anywhere in the country. He knows where to score teenage poon right away. It wouldn't be a problem. He'll he'll be making he'll be mouth raping girls left and right. That's what he does. He he makes out with chicks that are unwilling. Uh, he's got a leather jacket. There's pretty much no reason not to take the fawns. He's a tiny Jew that they cast as a greaser. No one will ever understand it. He's a good water skier. He really has every skill you need. He can hot wire things. He's a mechanic. He's got an upstairs apartment. There's really no reason not to take the Fonz. You gotta, with the first pick, select the Fonz. And I do that. Arthur Fonzarelli with the first pick in the eighth wow. round. It's a good pick. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta be honest, though. He seemed to have moments of extreme weakness, and you wonder if inside the yard, when it all went south, wow, whether or wow. not his yellow would show. Wow, he had he definitely had moments. That's true, but you got for the most part, he was a strong leader. He, he was. And, he, and I, he kept the company of a lot of teenagers, which did. is weird because he was an adult. Like Richie was certainly not as, as intimidating as the Fonz, but Richie never wavered from his core values. That's true, but Rich, Richie is nobody you want on your side in prison. He's definitely... Oh, Richie's getting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Richie, Potsy Weber. I, I mean, oh, Potsy could dead. last a couple Potsy's, weeks. Potsy's it's not like he was Ralph Mouth. Yeah, we, it's not like he was Ralph Mouth. Like, Richie could last a little no, while. No, Richie's smart. They no. keep him... They, as long as Richie acquiesced, 
Richie would survive. Ralph's a real pussy. Ralph Mouth would last an Ralph's after. Ralph's a real right. pussy. Like, Potsy would last four. I don't know why seconds. Ralph Mouth had like a fluffy 70s hairstyle in the in 50s. In the 50s. Yeah. He but, was a member of the Gems. But I would, I would take him over Potsy Weber or Richie out there on the yard. But let's, let's, let's well, ask you guys. Let me raise one more, one more, I guess, weakness. Raise something. If Fonz was all of that. You know, he had he could have his pick of a tail. He could whatever song he wanted was just a fist nudge away. <laughs> yeah, he would fist nudge things for sure. Why was he living above a garage in the Cummingham's? I mean, because he didn't have an income. It's a question. He, no, he's he, a mechanic. No, he was not a mechanic. He only later in life was a mechanic. Oh. He never had an income yet. Here, here's the thing. The Fonz was a 37-year-old drifter, and the and the Cunninghams had Jody, took him in. who was 15, and he clearly had a thing for short kids. And 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 she, Joni was fugly. Like, oh, she was beat, And her like, hair was like, like somebody set her on fire. Sisters. She had like that that burnt hair. Yeah, yeah she had a, she had a bad she, perm. She looked bad. Yeah, that's she a perm. Remember when they tried to save the franchise with her? No. Starter. Oh, Joni loves Chachi. Okay, let's get on to the second pick in the eighth round. I've already selected the Fonz to get me out of the prison yard. Jason Stewart. Oh, wait. Who, I'm up? You're up. Holy shit. Jason, who do you select as your pick to get you out of the prison yard? I'm glad I'm up. I'm, I'm actually thrilled. So, I'm, I'm kind of on the same wave wavelength here that I'm going to choose hap- another character from Happy Days but it's an extension of Happy Days um, Chachi was great Chachi he, or Cola yeah he plowed Joni and it became an offshoot and everything else but I would say Scott Bale from Charles in Charge undoubtedly is a guy that you want in the prison yard when the shit hits a fan and everybody is after themselves, and you just need pure survival. Chachi slash Charles, we all know, if you saw an episode of Charles in Charge, he solves all the problems. By the end of Charles in Charge, he had the solution, and I think this is a key part of this. Scott Bayo is freaking gorgeous. I mean, none Center of us part. none of us are going to disagree with this. Even Travis, he's so pretty that all of the inmates involved in the riot are going to be so preoccupied by how do I rape this guy <laughs> uh, that it can only it can only work for you. So. It's the ultimate bait and switch. <laughs> I give you, I give you Charles, and I, I run out the fucking side door. Hands down, I got the steal in the second pick. In the, in the can can I put this out there? I want Charles in charge of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jason Stewart yeah. off the board. Chachi, Charles in charge. Unbelievable selection. Travis, the floor is yours. Round eight. Who do you have? You're in prison. You need to get out. You well, would not farewell in prison. That's pretty <laughs> oh, obvious. And that's my number one priority in picking what I'm going to pick. Ether, you want to save your butthole from it's, being plowed. You want to get, well, get yourself out of there. That's extreme. That's pretty but, subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, and this is going to be, I don't know, but I'm going to pick somebody else from Charge in Charge. 
Charles in charge. What? Charles in charge. charge. So I thought about a lot of different people, and the first person that popped to mind was Alfonso Rivero from Silver Spoons. He was in Charles in Charge. No, he's in Silver Spoons. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking him like because dance you know in prison, as you know anybody that studies demographic knows, most of the prison population is African American, and I would want to befriend somebody. Wow. In wow. that population, wow. so yeah. maybe I could get some coverage. If right. there was a riot, I need to protect myself. Yeah. But then I figured he'd just dance at him, and that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I decided yeah, yeah. to go in a different direction. Dance fight. Right. No, it's not yeah. West Side Story. Yeah. There's real fights. Yeah. It's yeah. a prison <laughs> fight. <laughs> so my next choice was Willie Ames from Charles and Charles. Right, Buddy, Buddy Lembeck. Buddy Lembeck. Serious? Yeah. So Buddy Lembeck is my next choice. Because, Bible man. Because in prison... The religion is a big deal, and he's into that, right? Even in prison, no one wants to hear about your God. <laughs> so when it all goes down, I'm going to say, hey, that guy right there wants to talk to you about his faith. Nice. And I'm going to run out the door. <laughs> buddy, buddy Lundbeck is my buddy. You're telling me. Hold on a second. Let's 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 use him as a diversion. Right, like they're gonna go. I'm gonna cut you. I'm like, can I talk to you about my personal savior? I I can't believe. Hold on, I'm gone. You have four square white guys approaching forty on this panel, and you're telling me out of all of the selections of the '70s and the '80s, we have two pictures. Come on. Are That's why when you brought it up earlier, I'm like, well, I got a Charles in Charge Are you kidding me? What are the but odds? Buddy Lindbeck would be like, and they'd be like, dude, I can't listen to this. I gotta get out of here. Plus, they'd see that perm. And he's got up. a perm. Also, also, no one in this category so far over the height of 5'5", five five, which is weird. <laughs> which is a little weird. Even I got the guy. Even if you, I got the guy. Even if you include Buddy Lindbeck's perm, <laughs> he does not crest the 5'4", five 5'5", five five range. Ed, it's up to you to pick somebody that's at least 5'7". Tell me, who do you have? What 70s slash 80s sitcom character do you have to get you out of a prison riot? Go. I got the guy. James Evans from Good Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a string bean. That's a guy to pick. First... First of all, he was a bad motherfucker. Oh, wait, this is the dad. You're talking about the dad. He died in the pipeline. The dad. No, No, I'm not Not talking about JJ. Second of all, he was giving the heater to Florida Evans. Yeah. Like, what kind of threshold for pain does that guy have if he's giving the heater to Florida Evans? Wow. Like, that guy is pretty much the nastiest guy you'll ever meet. Always had a hard time finding gainful employment. I yeah. recall, and I apparently had a trouble trouble with driving because he got he got pinched at the end of the third season. Right, Wait a minute, hold right, on a second. Right, right. So literally, the father of good time, right? Yeah, the yeah. father of yes. good time is yeah. who you're he, picking yeah. in the fourth. Round, yeah, not he wasn't round. getting hassled. He wasn't getting hustled. James Evans, I feel like that's a sleeper pick. Really good value late yeah. in the eighth round with James Evans. The father Ed. of Dynamite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah, he's – I feel like he would be running things. He's a bigger dude. He had also later redeemed himself as a cop in Die Hard 2. 
Or the, the, the dad of the Soul Glow Girl. And, yeah, he yes. was, well, he was uh, the McDowell's. guy. McDowell's. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. ran McDowell's. McDowell's. He was Mr. McDowell. He did, he did okay for himself. Yeah, excellent, excellent choice with James Evans. Cannot complain there. We're on to round nine, and we're we're in the home stretch here. One one person that I thought would be pick pick but wasn't in the last round, Kraus from Benson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, how did no because one if Kraus? we know anything about Germans, they're super efficient and super loveless. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they know how, and they don't they don't get caught up in any kind of affiliation. They're not really right. super scary. Survival. <laughs> yeah, they're onto their own thing. Kraus. Excellent pick. Allow Definitely. me to allow me to quote from a book that I'm reading. It's called the the um, uh, the Steel Wave. Jason by, Stewart yeah, trying Again. to tell you he's an intellectual here. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Jason. By Jeff Shara. Oh uh, yeah. So the Steel Wave is about the 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 battle at Normandy, and I will say this: the Germans, you know, the Japanese and the Germans at that point in history were like the only way that we can succeed is by the sword. And that's the only way they knew. So I guess maybe as a maybe I'm bringing down this conversation and making it a little bit as, more intellectual. As your way, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's basically it. The Germans are about not only efficiency, but we need to kick your fucking ass in order to right. get our point across. Unfortunate for the Germans is that the Russians had six million Wait a minute, they lost that war? bodies to throw at them. Never and, fight a two-front war. And, well, yeah, two, two fronts is bad. Yeah. And at the same time, the Russians just had so many people yeah. that they could throw into the way yeah. of Super German cold, bullets. Super yeah. Cold. Yeah. It's, yeah. Excellent point. Nice point. Glad to Good know job. that you read books, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We'll make that the key point of the show because it's important to you. Also, round nine. Wow. I can't believe we've made it this far. Definitely a two-part episode. Round nine, game show hosts. This is a tough, tough category, and I'm picking last here, and I feel like I'm in over my head because we have some game show aficionados here. Here's the thing. There's a tournament. There's a fight to the death. Between game show hosts. Thunderdome. Blood sport. Who's going to win? You need to pick a horse, a game show horse, to get you to the end. Who do you like in a blood sport death, fight to the death tournament amongst game show hosts? Jason Stewart, avid reader apparently. He's going to tell us he's first in this round. Jason, I know who the chalk is here. I would be shocked if he fell to me. Jason, go ahead. You're first in this round. Who do you like in the game show host battle to the death? Unbelievable. I When we went over our, our pre-show prep, I didn't think I'd be number one at this. I'm glad I am. Uh, uh, Travis will be able to appreciate this most, maybe. And it's it's two game show hosts from the same game show. That's how fucking original I am. Um, in one corner, you have Louie Anderson. <laughs> Don't say Ray Combs. Don't say Ray no, Combs. Just, Ed, hold do, on. Do say Ray Combs. Hold on. Do say Ray Combs. 
let's talk about Louis Anderson for a second. He's a fat. Very, a very complicated he guy. He yeah. got extorted. Very, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. very complicated. We don't know what his sexuality is. Oh, he uh, is he's, at, he's fat. Oh, we, he's know. At least, we know exactly what it yeah, is. He's at least 200 LBs above what he should be. Yeah. His teeth are are <laughs> they're, they're pro- spaced apart. They look like Indian corn. Yeah. <laughs> they look like Indian corn. <laughs> so, so I know that Ed kind of stole my thunder, which I resent. <laughs> Louis Anderson versus Ray Combs, and for those for those listeners who are like Ray Combs, he did say this? Ray Combs. First, in, Google Ray Combs. Indian corn, and then I'll tell you this: Louis Anderson. It would be like this. All right, go. Louis Anderson would take so much energy and effort to get off the couch to, to try to to try to fight this nemesis. He would be so winded that at the point of contact, he would be like, "I had enough. I give in." And then Ray Combs, thankfully, is his opponent, and he would just give up. He would quit. He would literally hang himself <laughs> with, with the remnants with the remnants in a room for suicidal patients. Louie Anderson wins the battle of the fittest or the death death tournament. Louie Anderson over Ray Combs. Unbelievable. Louie Anderson is Jason's pick, yes. a one time host. I feel like Louie Anderson has gotten exploited in this whole thing. I I agree. <laughs> that guy's just trying to earn a living. Shit took a very weird turn. <laughs> very now. weird turn. He's just trying to make a living. Also, how weird do Louis Anderson and Ray Combs need to be to take the mantle of the oddest, most yeah, disturbing yeah. host of the family? Peterman? Steve Harvey, yeah. the guy from Home Improvement. What? Yeah, it's it's yeah. Richard Dawson. Dawson. The guy from Seinfeld, Elaine's boss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peter Hurley. Yeah. Peterman. John O'Hurley. Yeah. Here's here's Dawson literally like face-tongue your grandma. He's like, and come your, here. And your 14-year-old daughter. Yeah, and then two seconds later, yeah. he's licking the face of your 16-year-old daughter. Right. No qualms. He, no hey, he's still on the board. <laughs> Louis, Louis Anderson goes first overall. Uh, I, I mean, he's very large. I don't know. He could definitely take Ray Combs. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Second selection in round nine. Blood sport. Game show host. Brawl. Travis, who do you have? Well, I kind of picture this as Thunderdome. Right. Two men enter, one man leave. Right. And we keep going until there's one person is left. Is Tina Turner there? Because I, I, can somebody kill her? I'm kind of a fan. Yeah, I mean. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Late in, in her the, career. In the 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I like that. That's a fun money. So I got a couple. I got a couple. I'm thinking that this whole, this whole tournament winnies itself down to two. The, right, so the, every, the board is open. Oh, right, so this whole thing comes down to two, and the two people I have left is, or are, I should say, are Chuck Berry for obvious reasons because he uh, he pretended he was in the CIA. Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. Yeah. So Chuck Barris pretended he was in the CIA, might have been in the CIA. No one's entirely sure 
where he was. Chuck Berry had another deal. Yeah, so Chuck Barris is kind of one of those things like, he's is he a secret agent or is he in a secret agent? So he's one of my two, right? So if he's in the CIA, he's he's the chalk because he knows how to finish. Right? Absolutely. He yeah. knows how to finish. Yeah, so Chuck Barris. Yep. My other guy is probably a guy that maybe might not be in front of mine. Merv Griffin. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so here's that where Jeopardy I'm, thing. Here's where I'm thinking mm-hmm. about Merv Griffin. Mm-hmm. Merv Griffin, first of all, would be down for Thunderdome. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Merv Griffin would be down. Yep. And you don't make it in Hollywood if you're not, you know, ruthless. No, for sure. If you're not for resourceful. Sure. Bloodlust. Resource- yeah. little, little adventurous. Oh, I'm yeah. Willing to try some stuff. And I feel like Merv would be in all of those things. Also, Merv. Great hair. So the best. All, Chuck Barris, Murph Griffin. Gonna go Murph. I, I select Murph. <laughs> that is the ultimate combat right there. What's that? Chuck Merv Barris Griffin. and Murph Griffin. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. But Murph Merv survived a long time in Hollywood. A long time. And that's, that's not... That is Thunderdome. For sure. That and is Thunderdome. Murph Griffin. Confirmed bachelor. Right, right. Like, never, super good hair. Super like, good hair. Never really, like, really good game show host. Never had a girlfriend. I just, I just poured Travis a sour beer. That's good. Yeah, it's a different Very kind sour. of beer. Yeah, we're, we're, we're enjoying a. You got a little tulip glass going. Yeah, sour beer in a tulip glass. We're all. Yeah. This is a, this is a very expensive, very. It's a good. It's interesting beer. Caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's very a, good. It's wow. A sou- it's a it's a brewery. Holy shit. Ruiz Ruiz beer. Ruiz. Very interesting. Okay. Who's this, next? Ed, you're in Hoboken. Merv Griffin. You're sober. Louis Anderson and Merv Griffin are off the board again. I feel like the round is wide open. The chalk is still available. These guys were not selected to go early. Ed, who do you have? Who is your death match finalist in the game show host division? Go ahead. Game show host. I've got Trebek. Of course. Right. Because... A few years ago, he chased down a guy, or chased down a burglar. In his own home. It was in a hotel. hotel. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just pretend the fact that it was a 56-year-old woman (laughs) and he hurt hurt his Achilles chasing her. I'm going to pretend those things didn't happen. Why didn't he just send his stash after her? Apparently, he and his wife were just sleeping in the hotel in San Diego, and a woman came in, and he chased after her and crumbled to the ground. So I'm just going to go with the fact that he got up and chased her and forget about the rest of it. So I'm going Trebek because he likes to mix it up with the common folk, and that's all all I I got. I got that. Um... (laughs) Excellent selection. He's Canadian. He, he was the chalk, right? He's a bit of a douche. Well, you'd think so. But I'm gonna There's go one more. I'm gonna go one more. with who I think should have been the first selection, and Jason Stewart got close. Of course, well, there's two here. This is this is a tough, tough place to be. You could go with Richard Dawson. Who could forget? 
the running man. Killian. He was actually in charge of battles to the death. Right. He would make out with your grandmother. He would make out with your daughter. He did not give a fuck. Also, was long incarcerated in a... Hogan's hero. Yes, he yeah. was incarcerated in a concentration camp. The guy knew how to survive. I feel like he could get to the end. How about the 60s, by the way, where you could make a sitcom about a concentration Crazy. camp? Crazy. Concentration Very, camp comedy. With, with Nazis involved. <laughs> Very odd. Uh, I felt like he... Hey, you know what's funny? Concentration camps. Let's make a TV show. <laughs> Logan's Heroes? Logan's. I will still leave my guy, Richard Dawson, on the board because I'm going to take, once again, the chalk of the category. It's Bob fucking Barker. There's not even any question... The price is goddamn right. The fucking plinko, the spin the wheel, the guy, the skinny mic. I like when he like that little guy climbing the mountain. Yeah, the guy climbing the mountain. And they would play the yodelahi. Yes, it was. That's a little bit racist. He, a he, little bit. He handled the show. He had that skinny mic. He slayed. Every single one they of those sued. spokes models, right up till the end. He's ninety fucking years old. <laughs> Spay and neuter your pets. He beat Adam Sandler's ass and Happy Gilmore. There's really no reason not to take Bob Barker. The fact that he's still on the board. He's the greatest game show host of all time. Yeah. He's the best that's ever been. He's everything you want to have. There's no choice. There's no question. It's Bob fucking Barker all the way. I take Bob Barker. Very true. It's a very good choice. And because Bob Bob had a lot of various deals. Like he's oh, got the, he got the yeah. pet deal. He's got some deals. He's got the TV deal. Yeah. He's got the you know game show host deal, which the is probably the least of his skinny deals. Skinny Mike deal. And he's got the you're gonna kind of do it my way or you're not gonna work here anymore. Oh deal. Yeah. 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 Well if you're gonna my way or the highway. Right. right. If you're gonna work here. You're going to do some things to get the job. What kind of things? Well, you're going to do some things to me. And yeah, I'm 80 plus. Donald Sterling territory. Shit still works on me. And I'm running the show here. He's in charge. Drew Drew Carey hasn't taken over yet. I got this. So do some things that are going to make me happy. And I'm going to make you happy with the job. Nobody watches The Price is Right anymore. Since Bob left, it's over, right? Well, it's on in the daytime. Who... Yeah, there's skinny Drew Carey, which is the most disturbing yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's down to housewives and depressed. But there's no such thing as a housewife anymore. Everybody works. Right. Nobody's. Right. There's no such thing. So it's, uh, it's depressed, unemployed guys. I was unemployed. Right. <laughs> yeah. And as you know, along with the Price is Right, if you tune 18 in, second goodbye. You're also going to have a commercial about how you can sue somebody with a DUI. <laughs> Right. And how you're going to turn your gold into millions because right. you, right. you turn your gold in. Somebody owes me money. I don't know why, but right. somebody, well, find a way. somebody owes me money. I'm sitting here without a job. There's right. got to be somebody out there that owes me some money. I have gold. Right. right. I have gold. I possess gold. Okay. <laughs> Round 10. 
here it is. It's really, really simple. Cut and dry. We get to draft, and I know exactly. Travis has the first pick in this category. Fictional high schools. You get to go there. It's all yours. Travis, this is so, this is such a fucking slam dunk. I know what you're thinking. Trav, go ahead. Pick a fictional high school to attend. Switch this up, Travis. Brian, Jason, Ed. You know what I'm going to pick, right? You're thinking West Beverly. West Beverly. You're thinking West Beverly, right? I'm not going to pick West Beverly. Whoa. Oh, shit. Whoa. I'm not going to pick West Beverly. Whoa. Because, first, I could have been a better Brandon Walsh than Brandon Walsh because I keep it super safe. Can you grow grow sideburns? Yeah. Okay. I can. Mm -hmm. I keep it super safe. I would have worn a sports coat in high school if I thought everybody would be okay with that. Wow. Would have done it. Yeah. The problem with West Beverly is I would have ended up in jail because I would have physically assaulted Donna Martin. Yeah, she's annoying. She's annoying. Like when Ray Pruitt threw her down the stairs, I'm like, yep. As as Ed brought up on the last podcast here on the BallerLifestyle.com, she spent she spent an entire episode chasing down and trying to meet Color Me Bad. Right, right. And she did with David Silver. David's a super bad influence on yeah. her for a variety of yes, reasons. Yes. But he, he was shooting up between the toes for a while. He, he, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Well, he was on the stuff. Yeah. But she needed to be shown that her deal was not okay. And I have a feeling had I gone to West Beverly, I might have been the person to tell her that it was right. not okay. Right. And I... I you know, we all when you watch a TV show, you kind of identify with the character, right? You, I'm this guy or I'm that guy. I'm not Steve Sanders. I'm not Luke Perry. I'm not any of these people. I'm kind of Brandon Walsh, and I would have yes. not done well with her. Yes. I would have smacked her. I don't like yeah. her. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I can't do West Beverly. I know okay. everybody expected not I was going to do West Beverly. So here's wow. what I chose. Wow. That's crazy. I chose the high school from Can't Buy Me Love. Tucson. Somewhere in Tucson. Well, it is Tucson, but still, I did a little research. I'm like, what high school? What's yeah. that? Toros. It, it's undefined. Toros. Well, it yeah. was shot at Tucson Magnet High School. Yeah. But it was never identified oh. inside the school. Um, so Amanda I choose Peter. No, no. I choose the school that the kids in Camp I May Love went to, and here's why. Here's Amanda uh, Peterson. Big fan. I'm a big fan. And all you had to do was have a telescope and a lawnmower. Ooh, I really came of age to her. Was a huge fan. So as you have said before about me, Brian, and I don't totally take this as an insult. I think it's actually kind of quasi-complimentary. Yeah, it is. You said that I look like every 80s high school movie bully That's in true. history. You do. You look like that one blonde-haired bully in that movie. Yeah. Right. Not Gerardo, but the other but, guy. Right, but I, I, I'm tall. Big John. Yeah, Big, big, big John. Pretty, pretty, pretty good-looking. Yeah. Right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. Tall, good-looking, yes. athletic. Yeah. I was on, uh, I was, I was you on, played baseball. I was on a sports team that yeah. got a lot of attention. Yeah. Right? 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 No. So oh. this is why Can't Find Me Love appeals to me. The question is, which one would you want to attend? Right? right? So here's why. In the movie, all of the baseball players at Tucson High School wear their uniforms. I would have liked that. <laughs> like they wear their uniform to in, class. In the movie, they wore it to the class. So <laughs> any, any that would have that would, that would suited me high. The, the, the popular character was a guy that did two things. He had super, super rancid farts. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. pretty good at that. You are, <laughs> pretty, for sure. I'm pretty good at that. Not afraid to share that. And those. then secondarily, the other guy, Cindy Mancini's boyfriend, who's at the University of Iowa, who only come back periodically. Bobby. 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 <laughs> so Bobby liked a milkshake. <laughs> I liked a milkshake. Well, of course. So yeah. I feel like I would have fit in pretty well at Tucson High School and Camp Find Me Love. I choose that. 
Can't Buy Me Love, Undefined High School from right. Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> I, I, one of the and odd, I, by the way, I would have beat Ronald's ass. One of the oddest sex symbol turns of all time. Patrick Ron, Dempsey. Ronald. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey yeah. becomes Dr. McDreamy. Right. Out of nowhere, nobody was ready for that. Can't buy me I'm love. Happy with that pick, by the way. Can't buy me love. High school is very, very off the board. Not quite like Jay Landsman, which was a dumb pick. <laughs> this was an excellent, excellent selection. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Minds are blown here. Ed, how you're clearly reeling from Can't Buy Me Love High School. Go ahead, tell me what do you select. I, I, I'm surprised this wasn't the runaway first pick. The Teen Wolf High School. <laughs> now, I, I'm not sure. I know they're the Beavers. I know nothing about their high school name. But that watching the high school party that they had to start the year. Oh, they know how to And also when they, when they bring in that, I want a keg of beer, yeah. bring me a yeah. keg of beer. And then they had seven or eight kegs. Like... That was that single handedly spoiled high school for me because when I got to high school, I was like, okay, where is somebody going to pour jello down a hot girl's uh, chest and I'm going to eat it out? Like, I, I felt like that was going to be my high school, and it was, it was most certainly not. Teen Wolf High School, by wow. far, in a walk. The best high school of all. Teen time. Wolf High School. We're in. We're into the second round, and we haven't been able to name a high school yet. There were two picks into the tenth round. Always identifying by name. That's true. They were the Beavers. The Beavers again. This is this. I feel like this has become. By the way, so Ed, easy. Ed, if the, the fictional high school in movies is nothing like real high school, there's so the the fictional high school is so much more interesting. There's so many more opportunities. Yeah. Speaking of that, with the third pick in the 10th round, Brian Beckner selects Ridgemont High, of course. So easy. Tons of weed. Everybody's getting laid. Hey, I want to go see Van Halen. I can do that. You know, Mark Ratner is not going to... Mark Ratner got laid in that movie. He's no challenge. If Mark Ratner and and Mike Damone are getting laid in that movie, like it it really opens the door up for everyone. Of course, it would be it would be very easy for me to just I would like go through all the Pat Benatar's school year to school year. Brad Hamilton's girlfriend, state or his his girlfriend. Yeah. Who you want to know the point? What's there to the point? That whole thing. Yeah, the point. She seemed. So Super dirty. She was oh, down. Yeah. She was down to do stuff. She Filthy. wanted to fuck other dudes. Yeah. She broke up with Brad yeah. Hamilton. It was Brad. Got, Brad was the the guy that I identified with in that movie. Uh, sure. Yeah, I could see that. Do good. He's working hard. I I <laughs> identified with Spicoli, but they should have got <laughs> no. they should have got Spicoli some more pussy for sure. Um, very. E- First he goes shit, then he's gonna kill us. He's yeah. gonna kill us. Don't worry, my dad's, my dad's a TV repairman. It's very, very easy to select. I cannot believe that with the third selection, this pick was still there. But of course, I'm taking Ridgemont fucking high. And I mean, the reason I would have chosen that, and it's a brilliant pick for value, I would have loved to actually like be the guy haggling with Damone 
or cheap trick tickets. Of I mean, course, yes. Who would your want mama to be that don't. Guy? Your mama's all right. Your, mama's your daddy's all right. You know, yeah. you know. I'm planning to take my yeah. brother to the uh, competent drum work. Hey, Blue Oyster Cult. He had Blue Oyster Cult tickets. Where, Where were you last bands? year when I had thirty-eight pair? Yeah, yeah. And who <laughs> who wouldn't want to be the guy that asks Brad who the secret sauce is at All American Burger? I mean, yeah. I want to be that guy who says his name was Arnold. Yeah, I was thousand. I would dress him. What's the secret sauce at All American Burger? And also, I, I would love to have a personal pizza delivered to Mister Han's room. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Having some pizza and yeah. learning about, about Cuba, Cuba and having some food. Yeah. Right. Of course, Jason, that leaves it yeah. to you. Of course, I feel like you Holy were shit. way too hopeful that you thought Ridgemont <laughs> High would fall to the fourth pick of the tenth yeah. round. But, of course, it wouldn't. It would have to go earlier. Of course, West Beverly is still out there. Also, Bayside High is available. There oh, are wow. high schools that you could have. Tell me you get to pick. Yeah. What is the fictional high school you would choose to attend? I think I'm appealing to Ed Daly here. Uh, I'm not going to go Westside High. I'm not going to go Beverly Hills High. West Beverly. West I'm Beverly. just going to, oh, whatever. <laughs> Beverly gonna, Hills High is real. I'm going to go two words, and Ed Daly is going to be like, of course, Rydell High. Buddy Ravel. Oh, yes. yeah. Rydell High. I yes. mean, seriously, you show up on campus every morning with the chance to do a choreographed <laughs> routine with the entire high school. I don't even know if education is even a subject there. It's you show up and you dance and sing. And you can, you can watch John Travolta act straight. Yeah. You can watch John Travolta act straight. Yeah. And, what do you mean act? And you can, you can see Olivia Newton-John in a uh, black leather outfit. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, get it, girl. Brian, you have thoughts on John Travolta. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's very masculine, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's a man's man, for sure. He flies a plane. He flies jets, often. He's He's got... He's got an affliction for leather pants. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the cool. He loves to dance. Also, very good at dancing. <laughs> very good. Yeah. And I think the underrated, the underrated part of my choice, and I know Ed Daly agrees with this, is if you went to Rydell High, you could experience every day just how ugly Rizzo is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Nobody slaying Rizzo. Oh, Kanicki's saying Rizzo. That, Kinecki, yeah, Kanicki's yeah. dead at this point. I, I woke up today not thinking Rizzo would take one on the chin, and then yeah. here I was. Yeah. Always yeah. Always yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she usually takes a couple on the chin. Of Rizzo hate. Uh, wow. Excellent. We're, we're winding down here. This Can is... we go back to John Travolta and Ride High? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> sure. So the best thing about that movie, there's, it's a good movie. It's a classic movie. When he decides that he's going to impress Sandy D, and he's going to go try super sh- gay commentary, he's going to go try for sports, right? So he's doing all these sports and not working out. And he goes to try for baseball, and the guy throws the ball, and he watches it goes by, and he turns around, and the catcher says something shitty to him. So he turns around and he pulls the catcher's mask off his face and snaps it back into his greatest scene in that movie, and it's highly underrated because it's one of those things that. If you get a catcher's mask snapped back on your face, that feels terrible. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. No, and no, and, and the, the guy that had never been on a baseball field knew to do that, that's a great scene. The, uh, 
if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, Sid Caesar was the coach. He was. You're right. Now that that was that was Greece too. All rumors, <laughs> that was Greece too. All rumors of Sid Caesar. But if I'm Brian, mistaken. can I get on the record? To let you know, I don't have a favorite scene in Greece or Greece. I, I do. Wow. <laughs> now, Sid Caesar, for all intents and purposes, is Sid Caesar has a huge cock. Am, am I wrong in that? Brian, no, yeah, Brian I think he's a got a Denny K size no, high. No, you're th- you're thinking of Milton Berle. Shit. Okay. All right. Move on. Milton Berle. Uncle Milty. Huge cock. Uncle Milty. Massive. Massive cock. I just want the let it be stated. I just want the rumor. Like I don't want because having a huge cock would get in the way. Like n- chicks do not want to be slayed often by right. a huge cock. It hurts to be sexed by a too big of a cock. But I want it just to be. No- hey, bro. Hey, listen. Don't say anything to him about it. Right? Just no. keep it. Just keep it. Hey. Okay, st- he's embarrassed about it. Don't, don't, don't talk about his big cock. Okay? <laughs> true story here. Yeah. And this is, again, a tangential part of this. Uh, we were in the studio one day, and I brought up... Do you, do you work in radio? I, yeah. I brought yeah. up the name just in the studio, in a, in a studio of creative personality. Steve Sachs? I brought up Lexington Steel. Uh, now, the listeners could Google Lexington Steel. This guy's got a and big dog. Travis, as you know, he's so, he's a family man. He's naive. He's like, mm-hmm. Lexington Steel? Who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And then he uh, Googled Lexington Steel. Yeah. yeah. With an E on the end. Yeah. Guy's, that speaks for itself. Guy's got a big dog. Uh, okay. We're in the round 11. We're, Why didn't they call him Steel? We're winding down here. We're close to the end. Here's a deal. It's round 11. You have a time machine. Unfortunately, it transports you to only one year. There's only <laughs> one place you can go. It only takes you to 1992. You have the opportunity to punch somebody in the face in 1992. Who's it going to be? Ed Daly, you have the first election. Go ahead. I feel like... I've been put in a layup line because Chevy Chase. <laughs> yes. He was he was a few years removed from Christmas Vacation. He had just made, uh, I think, Cops and Robertsons. Wow. Nobody saw that. Ugh. He was, he was, and he is, by all accounts, a full-fledged dickbag. Like, he was the perfect guy to just punch right in the fucking grill. So, yes, Chevy Chase would be my 1992 punch option. <laughs> I love that choice on that. He he could be put in the Eddie Murphy category. At, at some point... It, you mean my second choice. <laughs> at some point in the spectrum of time, Chevy Chase decided that I'm not going to be funny anymore. And maybe 1992 okay. was that, that year. Um, I, I gotta agree. Excellent choice. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is one of those guys that you could punch in the face in any year and nobody would be too bummed about it. 1992 for me, that's a tough one. I gotta think. I'm gonna go with movie director Tim Burton. Wow. Wow. I like that. Just off the heels of the first Batman, he could have quit 
things were going pretty good for him. He continued to make additional Batmans. It was mm-hmm. did not go well. He married that Helena Bonham Carter. He things did? got yeah, not a huge fan. Not a fan. Things Heroes. got very very weird. 1992. I punch in the face. Tim Burton. Not 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 a bad choice. Not a bad choice. To Jason Stewart. Jason Hold on Stewart. A uh, let's, let's. We need to have that that thought resonate a little bit. Helen Bottom Carter is in every single movie of Johnny Depp. She's in every Tim single Burton. movie that I've never right. seen. Tim Burton yeah. perpetuated because, the career no, no, of Johnny Depp. If you speak with an accent, yes. I'm out. I'm yes. out. Yes. I'm out. Yes. I just I, I I see two movies a year. No accents. And, and team I, no accents. I, I need no accents, and I need nobody that's trying to be an artist. I don't need wow. no artisanry. Yeah, agreed. No, no, no. Artistry is. I, I just. I just want. I need two hours where I can pretend that nothing's going. I don't want to feel your your, your emotions. Definitely not. I, I just. I don't want to feel your pain. Agreed. I just want to go in there for two hours and sit there and walk out and then go get something to eat. Concur. One hundred percent. So Travis has obviously never seen that one movie with Helen Bottom Carter. And Johnny Depp with an English accent. Yeah, you, never seen that? you never saw that one? I didn't see that. No, okay. no, I missed oh, that. Is well. that Chocolat? Oh, well. Chocolat? Chocolat <laughs> was a, uh, yeah, that was actually a pretty good film, but. Nobody watches those, right? Everybody oh. pretends they watch those, but nobody actually watches that movie. Hey, uh, let's, go, let's go watch one more. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. You know, he's going to emote. He's going to emote. He's going to transform me and. I, you know what? I got enough pain in my life that yeah. I don't need to feel somebody else's. Ed, you would know this. Is that a um, what's the name of that director in Chocolate? Is it Bosman? What's his name? Bos Lerman. Bos Lerman. I mean, Bad he's director. Oh, he's a director. Oh, he's Australian. He loves. To have I gotta say, I resent he that he, I'm known as the guy who knows Chocolate. He does. He does. Well, you, Ed, you know everything. How did I get Bob's here? I'm sitting in a bathroom, which is bad enough. He's, it's like everything's more glittery. Super glittery. Okay, to round 11, Jason, your choice. It's 1992. You're in a time machine. You can wow. go back to 1992. You could punch anybody in the face. It could be Bill Clinton. It could be anybody that was happening at the time. Wow. Tell me, what would you do? Who would you punch in the face? 1992. I'm going to draw the ire from a lot of your listeners, and especially Ed Daly, knowing a little bit about him, which is nothing. Um, This is going to be controversial. It might make the blogosphere. You might see this on, uh, you know, anything from Larry Brown Sports to uh, awfulannouncing.com. Are you trolling for pops? No. Yeah, he is. I'm a... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I want to punch Kurt Cobain in the face. <laughs> oh, wow. Was he alive in 1992? Of course Great he was, call. Brian. You know this because you were going to his concerts. Um, everybody loved Kurt Cobain. Everybody loved the song Smells Like Teen Spirit. And then there was me. Teen Spirit. Yeah, whatever. What did he then say? Teen Spirit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So then there was me, I a student at Cal State Fullerton in 1992, thinking... Whoa, you're vintage, Jason, because I was the, still in high school. Yeah. What the hell is this Teen Spirit song? I love Pearl Jam, <laughs> I love Alice in Chains, I love the, the grunge genre. I like the Foo Fighters. I hate 
who repre- who the not a fan of the Foo Fighters. The figurehead of of the grunge genre is Nirvana, and I'm like, I don't get it. I I just don't get it. I've never liked their music. A uh, little a punk leading the the as a lead singer. So I'm gonna do what what Corey or or what his wife had the balls to do. I'm gonna pay somebody to punch him in the face and then act like it was himself punching him in the face. Wow. I'm gonna go Courtney Love and say. Kurt Cobain deserves to be punched in the face. Kurt oh, Cobain punching. Yeah. I'm gonna go go ahead and start the slow clap yeah. for <laughs> That is that is I have to agree. That's pretty good. The thing is, I have later in life come around with music of Nirvana, but definitely in the moment it was one of those things where I thought, hey, here's a guy that's bitching about having the all of the success he's ever hoped for. Right. You strike me as the kind of guy that would bitch about somebody that else was having a pretty good run. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah. If only if yeah. if only Kurt Cobain gave us a warning sign like the last song he ever recorded. I hate myself on one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty subtle though. I never could have seen that coming. Right? Who knew? By the way, Courtney Love in the Larry no, Flynn movie. That she, she had she had like three months where she was decent. Yes. A, as like a super heroin slut, you're like, hey, she's kind of a hot heroin slut. Yes. Because yeah, those fake those fake cans yes. were. Yes. Ed gets it. Yeah, she looked pretty good in that movie, but she looked like slutty good. Um, right. So, Kurt Cobain is my pick. Travis. Yeah. Jason's taking Excellent Kurt pick. Cobain. Excellent. Uh-huh. We're nearing the last round. We're at the end of the eleventh round. Crazy. The things. It's like sweaty in here. People are going nuts. It's people have left. People have come in. It's all sorts of weirdness. Tell me. 1992, you have a time machine. It's mm-hmm. right outside. You're going to get in it. You're going to go to 1992. You're going to punch somebody in the face. Who's it going to be? It's not an easy call because there's a lot of people, and I'm not going to pretend. I did a little bit of Wikipedia on this. I did a little bit of Google on this. Wow. And one of the people that I saw that popped up in 1992 that was super important in 1992, Fabio. <laughs> and, 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 and I wanted wow. to, I wanted to punch him in the face. But like, I figured, like I figured the goose. I figured the bird got it already. Yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna skip Fabio. Yeah, bird that bird packed an uppercut. The, the, the bird, the bird got Fabio before my time machine could. Go. Ed, Ed, I need to know: did, did the bird punch him in the face in Jersey, where you're from? I don't. I. I'm not the answer for all things. You're Jersey, not. So I resent where I resent where this uh, is okay. going because I felt like that happened in New Jersey of all places. Okay, go on. You know what else happened in 1992? Tell me. Woody Allen was exposed as sexing Sunni. Oh wow. shit! Somebody has done their research. So Sunni Previn sooner rather than later. Right. <laughs> so Sunni Previn in 1992 <laughs> was. Um, she was 19. She was in Woody Allen's wheelhouse. So I think in Woody Allen. Like, maybe you go back and you hit Woody Allen. She she was 19 in 1992. I was 17. So she's right. two years older than me. Sunni. He's 70-something. Sunni Previn. He's in his 70s. They were in love. They, yeah. they were in love. Yes. Yes. So maybe yeah. that makes They're it lovers. You know, they it's are. no big deal. Another thing that happened in 1992... Amy Fisher shot Joey Buttafuoco's yes. wife in the face. Yeah, wow. yes. So that kind yes. of thing, like, do you shoot? Do you shoot yes. Amy? Do you shoot Mary Buttafuoco? Mary Joe. Do you Butifuco. shoot Joey? Yeah. I, so I couldn't decide which Buttafuoco character to shoot in the face, so I skipped them. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't thinking about the Buttafuoco's. You know who else was? You know what the most popular television show in 1992 was? Uh, Number one rated television. Cheers. Show. No, close. 
It's Cosby Show. No, they take it was another network. Uh, um, Tim Allen, what was that? White uh, network, oh, white yeah, network, different show, right? Really, wait, wait, Roseanne Barr. Ed, was that your guess, Ed? Home uh, it was Ro- Roseanne was the number one television show in 1992, and I really don't like the fact that you just go and you point a camera at the worst part of American society, and that's the number one right. TV show in, in Illinois of all places. I don't like that yeah. because there just seems like we could do better than that. I agree. So. And- I've been, I've been overseas, like on business trips, and whenever I went over there, they're watching Roseanne. They're like, "Oh, look at you Americans, all fat and terrible. <laughs> look right. how great you exactly are." Exactly right. So I don't like that. So they're fucking yeah. awful. I decided to take a little bit of a different approach, and I decided to think if I'm going to go back to 1992 and we're in 2014, how could I make 2014 better if I went back to 1992? Tell me. So I figured, who's born in 1992? Oh. And so I just decided, and I close. That's what I was going for. Yeah. And it's not true. It's, yeah. I just missed it by a couple of years. He's probably in like nineteen ninety, right? Yeah, you, you're exactly right. Oh. So I oh, decided. Franco's like our my, my answer is, if I could go back to nineteen ninety two and punch somebody right in the face and affect them in that very moment, oh, in that very moment, so good. I punched Billy Ray Cyrus in the face. Oh, wow. so good. Wow. So my, my slow clap. My again. choice is Billy Ray Cyrus because Miley Cyrus was born in November of 1992, which means if you go back to February of 1992 yes. and you plant, you plant one right in his face. He might not we, sex Mrs. Cyrus. Boom. I think he won. I that. have to agree. Billy Ray Cyrus gets his ass kicked in 1992. Travis, really, really thinking about it, Solid. taking it to heart, having some ideas of who he wants t- to kick the ass of, and it's a great, great point. Here we are. We're into the last round. We've, we've come full circle. We've come all the way. There's one last, one <laughs> left. One last round. We're out of beer, though. We're out of beer. <laughs> yeah. This is the end of the round. It's hot in the datch. Like, we've, I'm shirtless. Things are happening. Here we go. Jesus. Travis just lifted his shirt. Twelfth round. Here's the deal. You select a current athlete on the basis of how much they look like a dinosaur. Chris Bosh, who is Jar Jar Binks incarnate, is off the boards for obvious reasons. He's the number one most looking like a a dinosaur because he looks like Jar Jar Binks. So it goes to me, 12th round, first pick, who do I think looks like a dinosaur in the athletic realm? And I'm going to go with, you guys might call me out for this, I'm not sure. He played for the Pacers, but he's still an athlete because he competes in motocross huh. on a is that a sport? on a souped up bike for a seven footer and of course I'm talking about Rick Smiths <laughs> Rick Smiths but what kind of dinosaur Rick Smiths looks like an Allosaurus one of those <laughs> duck billed dinosaurs he's got he's got those long legs he lives in the swamps. He's got he's odd looking. Could have also gone with Detlef Shrimp. There's a lot wow. of ways you can go to resemble this guy, but R I K 
don't need the C. I'll take Rick Smith's motocross racer and one-time Indiana Pacer finals participant, Rick Smith's. I'll give you. I'll give you a story. I got his autograph when I was in middle school. He was playing for Marist, the Dunkin' Dutchman. He was like some Nobody, bullshit what's, college what's athlete. Worse, is Marist in Jersey? I feel like it might be in Long Island, <laughs> but they were in some holiday tournament in the Garden, and it was St. John's, which had uh, Walter Berry and Kansas. Which Wait, Walter had Berry, Andy the Manning. cokehead? Yes. He- and it was post Chris Mullen, and then Danny Manning was the Kansas star. It was 1988, like Christmas time, and Rick Smith, and he played in the consolation game, and I was in sixth grade or whatever it was, and I got an autograph from Rick Smith, and he printed it like he wrote it with his feet. He wrote <laughs> all caps, and I got an autograph from a guy and wrote all caps, R-I-K, and it looked like he wrote it with his feet. And I was like... Man, this guy is all kinds of levels of stupid. <laughs> and I was in like sixth grade. So yes, Rick. I've I've encountered Rick Smith in the early stages of his. Not career. only does he look like a dinosaur, also he cannot write his own name. <laughs> very very interesting. Super dumb. Rick Smith, not a not a smart man. To Jason, who I know has many quarrels with this topic. Yeah. Round twelve, Jason Stewart. Who do you like that looks like a dinosaur? I, I mean, I didn't even think of Rick Smiths. And I, I really thought about many options here. And none of them would, if I was to give a description, would fall out of the realm of, of being a racist description. So I'm going to go very safe here. Um, politically correct. And say that Vinny the Microwave Johnson was a dinosaur. Wow. And, wow. wow. Yeah, I know it's a safe pick. Yeah, I mean, not boy. a current player, but All, go on. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll go. Current athlete. Okay, then I'll go Kevin Durant. That's the best change of Kevin pace Durant of all time. Like a dinosaur because. The Durantula. Quote. If you Google athlete and and dinosaur, other than Chris Bosh, <laughs> that's my reasoning. Kevin Durant, thank you. That's the chalk that he he's angular. He's weird looking for sure. The guy can play. He can shoot from distance. He's six ten. Kevin Durant, eventual Laker, excellent choice. Also looks like a dinosaur. The floor goes to Travis. We're running out of time. We're getting close to the end. Travis, tell us, who do you select that looks like a dinosaur, current athletes? Well, I I, I started thinking about dinosaurs in general. And where have I seen them? You see them in books. You see them in movies. You see them in a variety of different places. And I kept coming back to dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur. I'm thinking Jurassic Park. Of so course, I'm thinking about Jurassic Park. What about the band? Are you a big fan of the band Dinosaur Jr.? I liked him. I liked him when they were about bands. the music and then they got all commercial. Yeah. I don't like them right. anymore. Go on. But Jurassic I, so Park. I'm thinking about the movie Jurassic Park and I'm thinking of what dinosaur reminds me of one athlete. I'm thinking of Jurassic Park and I'm thinking about what I've seen recently and I start to think, you know, I like that scene in Jurassic Park where Laura Dern gets out of the Jeep. Yeah. And she's she looks there. a bit like a dinosaur. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. 
And so she's going over there, and they're trying to figure out that one dinosaur is super sick, and it's laying on its side, and I it's just groaning, yeah. and it's, it doesn't feel good, and it's making that... And so she doesn't know quite what's wrong, but there's this huge pile of feces next to the dinosaur. Okay? So there's this huge pile. She sticks her hand in it, and she's pulling things out of the feces. And she's like, oh, well, this animal's not getting enough of this or not getting enough of that. Hashtag feces. Right, so she's she's super aware of the amount of feces and what's in the feces. Right. And immediately made me think of Glenn Davis. <laughs> Big, so, big baby. So I'm thinking Big Baby could make a pile of feces that big. And so I'm going to go with Big Baby Davis. Wow. Big wow. Baby wow. Davis makes a giant because pile of feces. Because you know the joke is because he's fat. He's fat. Yeah. <laughs> he makes lots of feces just like a dinosaur. Right. Excellent, excellent place to come from. Glenn, Big Baby Davis. And with the final pick of the first ever, the, the inaugural... BallerLifestyle.com Draft Stravaganza Ed Daly Co-host of the show Superstar that he is Bond trader (laughs) Tell us Ed Published author Marilyn Terp Tell us Ed Who do you have In round 12 I got two words David Ortiz (laughs) (laughs) Because There's no way Somebody Who actually has Self-awareness would go with that beard uh, trimming <laughs> strategy where he's got that weird connect-the-dots kind of beard. He is terrible. He was part of the uh, the original steroid scandal like four years ago, and everybody loves him. And I picked up a Sports Illustrated the other day. Like, I don't know. I was waiting somewhere. I read a uh, doctor's office. And he's giving commentary pieces on the state of, of of Boston. Like, he is as dumb as a dinosaur, and he's got the facial grooming technica- technicalities of a, a dinosaur. Concur. Absolutely. Sleeper pick. I cannot believe he fell to you. David Ortiz, of all people, very much looks like a dinosaur. Could Could possibly be... A dinosaur. Unbelievable. Guys, listen. We've done nearly three hours. Wow. Pretty sure that was the best podcast in the history of time. (laughs) Just just putting it out Um, there. I'm just putting it out there. Ed, you're not here. Jason Stewart, who has a goatee, is here. He's wearing glasses. He Uh, is a goatee. Hold on. Yeah. Yep. 2014. Travis is here. Travis is. I'm, I have no shirt on. It's gotten a little hot in here. Getting a little steamy. Travis is. He's having a look at my physique. He's looking me up and down. It's not. It's uncomfortable for me. You are a twink. He, you are. He, twink. You got upgraded. He's announced that I'm a twink. You're not no downgraded to twink. It's. I'm down. I've been downgraded to twink. It's uncomfortable. We might have to cut this down. This is definitely going to be. A two-part BallerLifestyle.com. What did you just push? Yeah. My my screen was fading, so I pushed the space bar. I thought you cut us off. No. I'd I'd like to cut you off. I'd like to cut you off. You need to have more beer. You ran out of beer. Well, I didn't realize it was going to go such a – we had to get into my reserves. Amateur hour. Say say again, Ed. 
amateur and, hour. Well, I didn't realize it was going to be such a beer party. Yeah, it was you, the middle of the day. You know me. You know Jason a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll go get a beer Wait. after this. We'll, Super yeah. at, at what's How's the, that bathroom, man? Yeah. I got to tell you, my my legs ran numb <laughs> right around when Jason talked about he, he he drafted, I think, uh, the fictional high school. <laughs> I think my legs went fully right numb at that yeah, point. Pacific Rim? Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Let's go get a taco. Rim. We gotta go get a taco. We, we might have to make a blog post that... Excellent yeah, job. That, that, I got to say, like, my God, it, it would be tough for us to be better. We are people. the best of the best. It's really incredible. Like, people, Grantland and all the big <laughs> podcast sites need to watch the fuck out because the baller <laughs> lifestyle is in hot pursuit. Tell your friends, tell your mates, tell your loved ones because this is the fucking show. We get the big time guests. <laughs> Obviously, we got all of these guys that are real big time media superstars. So I'm going to sign off, Ed. For Ed Daly, for Travis Rogers. For the great, the inimitable Jason Stewart. Absolutely. I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. This is the ballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week.